With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're home alone. You have an uneasy feeling in the darkness. Like someone or something is wanting you. Why is it suddenly cold in this room? You hear footsteps, whispers, or even laughter. You go to check. You feel a presence behind you. And then the fear sets in. I'm K-Town, and you're listening to Paranormal Fears. Yeah, so I started experiencing things when I was a child. I saw various uh, things along with my siblings that included poltergeist-type activity um, to ghostly apparitions to uh, black shadowy things, that uh, one that attacked my stepbrother, actually. Uh, at the time, I had no clue what the heck that might have been. I didn't see it personally myself. And it wasn't until I was in college that I saw a black mass, like uh, this big thing that kind of looked like a guy with really broad shoulders with its head directly connected to its shoulders, um, was stalking us in broad daylight. And after that encounter, it became this thing that, um, and it confronted me later on that day, by the way, it, it, I, we reached our destination where we're walking and, um, turned back around and this thing followed us all the way back home. By that time I was just beside myself and I'm like, what the heck did I just see here? And uh, I drew it out to show my friend. I said like, look, I don't know what it is that I just experienced, but I just saw this thing following us. And I'm thinking my friend is going to start cracking up and making jokes. But instead she goes, Oh, not that thing again. And she goes, Oh dad, look, he's back. And he's like, Oh no. And I'm like, what, you know, what am I, I've dealt with ghosts, I've dealt with poltergeists, but I never dealt with a big black shadowy creature thing coming at, at us, you know. Um, so I went to go upstairs. I was staying at our family's home and grabbed something. It was broad daylight, grabbed something from the room I was staying in, turned around, and that thing was blocking my way out of the room. And uh, I I did not know how to react I was absolutely terrified, and uh, long story short, I slowly and methodically started praying and had to walk straight through the thing to get out of the room. So from that point on, I started having nightmares of big, giant, or thousands of tiny, black, shadowy spiders. And, um, I'd wake up, I'm like walking around seeing them, you know, it's like, like a, a sleepwalking nightmare, but I was seeing them straight up and, uh, I, I couldn't understand what it was I was experiencing. And it, it took some time 
before I realized that they were connected. And I, at uh, another time, probably about a year later or so, after another wild incident that happened, I started seeing them on a regular basis. I started seeing the big black hulking shadowy things. And I would try to explain them to my friends. And when I did, it, it, it just got tiresome to keep trying to explain what they look like. So I just started calling them shadow people. And I'm like, you know, the shadow people It's like, Oh, okay. Yeah. That thing. Okay. I, I know what you're saying. Cause I already defined it and told them that. And uh, I was still in college when I started doing that, but I am now an occupational therapist with behavioral health as being one of my specialties. And I've experienced everything from uh, holy encounters, angelic beings, um, to Jesus encounters, to uh, I've had alien encounters, not not abducted, but uh, I saw a lot of UFOs, some that would come on command, which was really, really strange stories. Um, and uh, of course, the shadow people and hat man phenomenon. So I've experienced a lot of strange things. So as a therapist, I use my skills to help people uh, get the best out of their situation and learn how to become independent and push these things away and uh, through prayer and faith and and whatnot. Uh, so I, I really try my best to be a shoulder to lean on no matter how far away the people are. And OK, that sounds that sounds so crazy and so unnerving that you were seeing these like black spider thing. I'm scared of spiders. I hate spiders. But I want to ask you about these. Um, were you seeing them during the day at night, I mean, where, what time of day were you actually seeing, seeing those? Uh, the shadow spiders. I hate spiders with a passion. I think that these things knew that <laughs> they, they, they were like, Oh, Oh, we got to rise out of this one, you know? So let's keep coming in this form. But it turns out that is a, a typical form that shadow beings like to take. So they are shapeshifters and, um, how I would see them, it was generally at night when it came to the shadow spiders. Thank God. If I saw them in the daytime, I think I'd faint. But this is how I would generally wake up to it. And imagine something would drop off the ceiling and land on my bed. And with every step, it's like pulling the, the sheet or cover. And I'm like, what is crawling? I have no pets. <laughs> what is crawling up my bed? And, and to look. And to see rows of eyes of a giant man-eating spider, I mean, there is just no words, no words. Uh, the fear is is, is overwhelming. Um, sometimes I would wake up to feeling like something's on my body, and and and, and there would just be thousands of small little ones. I mean, it was insane. And and I would like <laughs> get up. I, my eyes are open. I'm looking at him. I'm grabbing a, a broom or whatever. And I just kept thinking if I kill it, maybe it'll stop coming back. And I'll imagine to hear this from my siblings later, that this is something that they also dealt with. And, and then other people and, and people will describe that right to me. They'll describe tentacles, kind of an octopus, almost like type thing with the tentacles uh being kind of curly and, and can elongate um for me they looked very much like spiders oh wow you said you were also seeing like these shadow people and things outside your home so do you have you have you have you kind of uh come up with some type of theory as to why you were seeing them why your family was seeing them was it connected to your house or was it more so something that was just happening to 
all of you were like an attachment or something like that? Initially, uh, they started coming to the home that I was raised in after my mother had passed. And people are like, oh, your mother was haunting you. I'm like, oh, come on. There is no love outside of a mother's love. You know, it's like, come on, that was mama bear. No way. When my mother tried to terrorize her very young children, I was seven. My sister was five, you know, <laughs> no way. This is not what's happening. So I believe that the protective love of a mom kept them away. But after she passed, it was just free game because it kept happening to myself and my two sisters. Uh, it wasn't something that just stopped. Um, it seemed wherever I moved, something was going on. And I just thought, boy, I have a lot of bad luck. Why do I keep seeing these things? And um, But it seems to be when you're open to one thing, you do tend to see other things. And I had a lot of experiences going on that I never call myself like, oh, I'm a psychic. I'm a medium. I, I, I just don't have that in me to say, this is, this is what it was, or this is what it is. I just know that things like to come my way. And to a point I, I had to put my foot down because I couldn't get any sleep because, uh, dead people. I mean, I saw a headless woman and I was done. I, I literally put it out there. I'm off limits. I'm not here to help you figure wait, out wait, why wait, you when, died when, or what you need to do. <laughs> that sounds great. When, when did you see a headless woman and how did that happen? Exactly. Oh my goodness. That was, uh, this was a, this was a night that I was extremely tired and, and every night something was waking me up and calling my name or something ridiculous. And I was just like, I thought the house I was in was overly haunted or something. They were doing remodeling. And that's of course the big spike to get paranormal activity going on. And, and I was just really tired and I, I went to sleep and I could always feel when something's in the room that shouldn't be in the room. And I, I woke up and I saw this this lady who was in a, in a, in a, a gathered dress at the waist and and you know she was short statured and it was like an old-fashioned dress and I, I propped up on my elbows I looked at her and I was really tired I was like she had no head it wasn't gruesome it was just no head there and I reached this woman is just as solid as you and I and I reached for this lady and I like I was probably within an inch or so from her dress and I'm making the sign of the cross. I'm like, in Jesus name, get out of here. I'm tired. You know, <laughs> and it, it took me like four or five attempts as she finally started to slowly fade. Now, usually I would get up, turn the light on and be like, I can't believe that just happened. But I was really tired and I went right back to sleep. And then I don't know how much time passed. I'm laying there. And I felt something was in the room again. I propped myself up on my elbows and I look and it was just her head floating where it should have been the first time. And I literally looked at her, rolled my eyes, pulled the blankets up and went back to sleep. I just didn't have it in me. So <laughs> next, <laughs> it's crazy. I was just, I was like, wow, I can't believe I did that. You know, <laughs> it's like the next day though. Oh my gosh. Let me tell you, <laughs> I went around the house and I meant it with everywhere. I go, look, I don't care why you died. I don't care why you're here. I am not going to contact your loved ones. I am not going to be here for you. You tell your friends, you tell your cousins, you tell everybody. Heidi is off limits. Let me sleep. I am done. 
And you know what, K-Town, it, it, it actually worked. <laughs> it worked, it worked, it worked. I was like, woo. I, and, and you know what, it helped close it down a lot. At that point, I think it's fair to say you were so jaded. You were so jaded and yeah. so so put oh, out with the with the activity. Yeah. I think that you know what now that I think about it, people that are bombarded with it and they they get kind of frustrated with it, and they know it's not going to go away or they can't do anything about it. I think they get to a point they can get to a point of just frustration, like you know what I'm I can't I can't be scared. Right. For you right now. You know what I'm saying? And I think that happens. And I think that's yeah. probably where you were at that point. <laughs> I've just never heard anybody oh. actually say it. I was done. I was so done. But you know what was weird? And I did not connect the two. And I, at the time, I really didn't care. Uh, my other experiences also slowed the angelic like encounters and, and things like that. Um, it seems like when you close off that, that connection to you, it's, it's all the way around. It's not like you could filter it. And... But I was just happy to get some sleep, not to, uh, you know, see things all the time. And it, and it didn't it, it didn't stop at 100 percent. I can handle what comes my way now. But, uh, yeah, it's it's hard when I can't imagine just constantly being open all the time and living that kind of life and and just dealing with that because it's bothersome. You go into sleep and you hear Heidi. Oh, no, I'm done. Stop. Yeah. I can't hear the TV. <laughs> <laughs> well, on, on the flip side of that, um, the hat man, you know, when these shadow people just really scare the shit out of people, you know, they really are just, it's a serious, seriously scary phenomenon that people are experiencing. And it's so, um, it's so neat to talk to someone that actually coined the term, the first time, I mean, cause I hadn't yeah. heard of that ever before, but I know I didn't hear it from you. So people obviously have heard you talk about it and have picked up on that and have been using that term ever since. But I want to talk to you more about the, the seriousness of it. And have you ever met people that have been like so terrified of the hat man or shadow people that they've just decided to move out of their home or seek help? in having the phenomena stop altogether. Almost every day, almost every day I get somebody writing me something saying, oh my goodness, I thought I was alone. Please help. What do I do? Uh, please help my kid. I get a lot of parents uh, also reaching out. And, and children, children are not just playing games on your phone. They will write me. Mommy thinks I'm crazy. The man in the hat is going to get me. It's terrible. It's really terrible. And nine times out of ten, if somebody tells me they saw a ghost, guess who they describe? It's Hat Man. And I'm just like, his presence is so disturbing. And it is so on the rise. I, I'm really uh, afraid for a lot of people because... They're obviously not getting the message that I'm hoping to get out there. Instead of seeing it as uh, entertainment, uh, the people that are taking my information on these uh, shadow people and hat man phenomenon, that they realize what's at the core of my message is you can defeat these things. You can be done and uh, control the situation. You know, the, the, the key thing when it comes to either phenomena is a pulling at your fear, breaking you down. So they could absolutely take advantage of you in every single way you can imagine. Let me ask you something about maybe someone capturing a photo or video or anything like that. I mean, have you ever seen anything credible in your years of, of researching the phenomena? 
Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But again, it's like, how, how can we determine for sure a hundred percent that this is what they're capturing? But um, I've been very convinced with uh, several photos, especially photos that, that people have sent me uh, a lady who did a selfie and here's the reflection of hat man and her sunglasses. Just like nobody was in front of me. And, but he is in front of her camera somehow. So yeah, there, there's been some really major doozies that, that it gives you chills because he wants to make sure this, this is, this should give chills down everybody's spine. He wants to make sure you see him. He wants to make sure, you know, it is him. Otherwise he would change it up or make himself less visible, but he wants to be spotted and uh, he'll stop and make sure you get a good look and smile for you. And God forbid he smiles because it is the nastiest grin you just won't ever forget. It, it's like uh, Pennywise from the movie It. Yeah. It is those shark thin teeth that crowd and it goes like the Joker from ear to ear. It's hideous. It's venom. It's, you know, any, any kind of yucky creature you can imagine. Um, Heidi, do they always uh, describe him as being like solid or is he, is he more like a shadow or translucent? I mean, can you see through him? I mean, what, what's the general description of him for people that see him? Well, unfortunately, when I first presented the topic of Hatman, I called him Hatman Shadow and thought he was another form that shadow people take because he can sit in the shadows, but he can also do something shadow people can't do. He, they, he steps out if he wants to, and he could shake your hand. He could scratch your face. He can have a conversation with you. So generally, I think I get more of him hiding, blending in with a shadowy like background, but you can see his outline pretty clearly to know it's him. Uh, so, but I, I do have a lot of people that just happenstance. I'm at a elderly lady that, uh, people will Google me and, and I'm a therapist, you know, <laughs> Google me is like, I saw your stuff online. I'm like, Oh Lord, here we go. She's like, I'm going to tell you something. This is little, little grandma. She's like, I was watching TV one day. And he came, walked through my closed kitchen door and walked right in front of my TV and walked right through the wall. She said, just as solid as you or I. So people see him in all kinds of forms and uh, however he wants to appear. And sometimes uh, it really surprises a lot of people because um, it, it shakes up their sense of reality and what they feel secure and what they thought they knew about this world. Yeah. And, and, uh, so that's really interesting there. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. Um, you talked about different things that he's, he can do like scratching. I hadn't heard that before. Um, what about like moving things around, like moving, literally moving like objects around? He's been known to throw a human being across the room. I mean, he moving an object is easy, but he likes to be personal. He likes to get really close, and uh, he doesn't know personal space. People have gotten into fist fights with him, so he is um, having the poltergeist like activity is is. He could have one of his little minions do that kind of thing. I think he's more known for being upfront in their face, having a conversation, or growling or threatening, versus just trying to do the little spooky stuff because he means business. If he shows up, that is the worst thing you could ever have 
introduce itself into your life. And I'm not kidding. People are like, oh, a demon? I'm like, hmm, no. He doesn't say he's a demon. He says he's the king of all demons. He calls himself the devil. Mm, wow. That's chilling. Um, let me ask you this. Um, have you ever had any reports of anyone seeing him other than their home, maybe seeing him in daylight, they're visiting an, an asylum or haunted house or any, anything like that. There are no limits to where I've heard of him showing up. Uh, people that have worked on ships, they've seen him walking through nursing homes, hospitals at the end of people's lives. They have these near death experiences and a man in a suit shows up like, Oh no, that's not the good end of life scenario you want. Uh, I've heard of him showing up, uh, people's, uh, uh, weddings. I've heard of them showing up uh, at all sorts of places and circumstances. And it's, uh, it's a, it's a disturbing thing. And, you know, people think they might be fully screwed because they have experienced him. And I'm like, I like to ask the right questions to people when they come to me with their experiences and having the therapy mind as well. You know, when did he show up? Why? How many times has he shown up? It, it, there's all different factors as to how scared you should really be as well. So, um, but yeah, there aren't any limits that he's shown up at. Yeah, that's that's wild. Um, okay, so let me ask you this: uh, You believe that it is some type of demon? Are you you know what I'm saying? I mean, that's what you you just said. I mean, I've heard that several times. Um, how do you think? You know, I mean, what's the the key to getting rid of it? And and can you do it on your own, or do you need some help to make that happen? That's some other parts that if it's gotten too close and too consistent in somebody's life, uh, there's a matter of questions that I have to go through with people too, to try to figure out where they're at in this and how it began and, and, and how long and, and whatnot. But yes, definitely people can and do get rid of this on their own. I have found that, um, when people call upon people of the church to come and help them, that oftentimes they're not helped unfortunately. And it's, it's, that breaks my heart because some of the things that people have told me that the church has told them about why they're not coming, it's, it's, it's disgusting sometimes. Um, but I am hoping, I'm hoping that people realize that God has given us all that inner strength and uh, ability to connect with him to oppose what's in your home. And I'm not saying being confrontational. I'm not saying to run and hide, but standing your ground and having no doubts that you can indeed do that, that you have the authority to do that. And uh, I'm Christian and invoking the name of Christ is what I do. And people are like, oh, I don't get into that religious stuff. I'm in the paranormal. Oh, okay, but you just told me a demon came at you. So you acknowledge the evil versus the godly. I was like, you better pray there's something that can oppose what you just acknowledged. You gave that recognition. Absolutely no, there is an opposing force. Otherwise, you are really in trouble. Right. That makes a lot of sense. That, that makes a lot of sense. Um, everybody needs to pay attention to what you just said. That's, a, that's very, very important. Um, you personally, 
I mean, if, have you ever gone into spaces where you're like, I don't know if I should be there, but you, you've gone anyway, and then you've had to do some type of protection? Do you do that in general? I mean, you know what's out there. I mean, do you protect yourself in some kind of way before you enter crazy spaces? Oh, K-Town, I'll tell you the honest truth. I don't go anywhere without my protection because these things hate my guts, and I take it as a compliment because... Hello, I'm I'm tagging the devil himself and his minions. So yeah, uh, they don't like me very much. So I I always have my protection on me, and that's in the form of a cross necklace that I bless myself, and I use it to bless my space, and it is just always around me because it's um, it's just looking for a chance to get at me. But generally, they go after those who are close to me versus coming straight at me because. I'm ready. I'm ready. But I, I do recommend people to protect themselves no matter who they are, because it's not just a possibility that these things will show up. It's a threat because they're looking for you. And um, so my friends and family are like, "Ooh, I don't know. How do you scared me? And something's going on in the house. I'm like, well, here's the tools, you know. God, <laughs> Jesus, cross, okay? You know, just, uh, and I'm fine. I sleep great. And uh, <laughs> I don't have any issues going on in that regard because I have no doubts in my my strength and, and faith. And uh, it is what it is. And um, yeah, but I, I generally don't go looking for people. <clears throat> um, how can I say? I generally don't go into places as I once did, uh, trying to help people because it, the problem is just so big. I, I generally, I try to, um, you know, I sit behind a mic trying to reach more people and help them that way because I didn't have enough of me to go around to go and, and try to help people on an individual basis as I once did. I had a UFO paranormal discussion group for a very long time at the local library and, so many people were coming and I'm like, I, I just, there was too much. So this is what I'm doing now. And, and again, it's not all doom and gloom that I write about. I've got eight books out. Only three talk about these dark things. I have books on angelic encounters, Jesus encounters, and, um, so let people know that there's hope more than disaster. Do you have a favorite, let's talk about that for a minute and go off in the weeds. Do you have a favorite, like a favorite haunted location, you know, that you, you visited in the past where you may have experienced something really strange while you were there? <laughs> I, I have a really crazy situation that happened. Um, I would have people that would come to my, uh, paranormal discussion group. And they would come for all sorts of things. And this one lady would come month after month. And she was like, can you come over to my place? Because I think it's haunted. I think there's problems going on. And I kept telling her, you know, I'm not a psychic medium. I can't guarantee, you know, to help with that directly. And she's like, just please come over. So I'm like, okay. She was actually really close to where I held my meetings. So I brought one of my friends along and and we're walking through her place and she's telling us, oh, and this happens over here and this happens there. And and uh, my friend and I are like, OK, you know, all right. And uh, we go to sit down in her living room. You know, it's a bright and sunny place. You know, I don't see or feel anything out of the ordinary. Right. And uh, we sit down in her living room and her back is to her kitchen. And, and there's a, a kitchen cabinet 
that's right behind her. And then uh, there's an overhanging cabinet. So you could like see over the bar into her kitchen, right? We weren't talking that long when all of a sudden, you know how you see heat rising off of a road like a mirage. I see this like going on behind her. And, and this is the craziest thing. Out of nowhere, this big, hairy beast <laughs> just appears in your kitchen. And uh, I jump up, pointing and screaming, b -b 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 Bigfoot! <laughs> My friend, sitting right next to me, sees it too. She jumps up, stuttering, werewolf! And the woman goes, where? And we're like, in your kitchen, like it, it, both of us at the same time. And as we said that, this thing totally shimmied out where we couldn't see it anymore. And I was like, oh, I get chills every time I think of it. I'm like, but... I couldn't see the head because the, the cabinets were hanging too low. I'm like, I just saw cousin it in your kitchen. It was crazy. And I have talked to cryptozoologists about a Bigfoot creature that can appear in people's homes and nobody's heard of it. I'm like, look, I've watched it manifest and disappear with a witness. Um, I just have not, I haven't come across it. And, um, and that was, and, and that's what the lady wanted you to see. I mean, that's why she brought you there. She had no idea what was in her place. <laughs> and it was a freaking hairy Bigfoot. And mind you, it was in a city in the middle of a city. And she lived above a bar, a business. It made no sense. I was like, I didn't know such a thing could happen. I mean, so, so Heidi, it just appeared and then, and then it just disappeared. It did. It shimmied. Like you could see heat rising off a road, like a mirage. That's how it appeared. And it was solid. And I mean, me and my friend just couldn't contain ourselves. Like, wow, we could, if I could have seen the head, I don't know what I would have done. Oh, it was crazy. That is wild. That's crazy. Um, do you know what happened in her case? Did she get any help for that or what? <laughs> well, uh, she didn't stay living there. I know that. Um, she was like, well, at least I know what it is. I'm like, I don't know what it was. How do you know what that was? You know, and, and at the time, uh, you know, trying to gather evidence, like you see a lot of ghost hunters, they try to gather evidence. I'm like, for what exactly? You know, it, it should be about helping the person. It shouldn't be so much uh, for me personally, because they're coming to you in agony. And uh, it does help to gather evidence. I do get that. They gather evidence in order to get the church involved or other help involved, or maybe have a psychic look at it. I get that part, but it's all about helping people. So uh, definitely, I, I talked to her to help empower her to be able to uh, handle the situation. Because, again, I was somebody at eight years old who was confronted with my first ghostly thing. And I guess that was my first ghost-busting expedition because I I couldn't take it. And, and I confronted what was going on. So I just uh, – it's just something in me, I guess. That is uh, creepy. I mean, you know, I mean, people think that – Bigfoot and some of these other creatures can appear in and out of our reality at will. So it's interesting that you had an encounter like that. I mean, it looked like a Bigfoot. I mean, to you from every yeah. thing that you, okay. Yes. Yeah. I mean, the, the body, uh, I could see the arms. It, it was crazy. Just shaggy kind of, kind of brown, 
speckled, you know, little, little gray, little black, little brown speckled, like hairy beast. And it was big. It was big. And, and God forbid, I had to walk through her kitchen to use her restroom and I could feel it there. It was still there in that kitchen. I was, Ooh, it was, it was disturbing. It was disturbing. Wow. Um, Heidi, before we go, I want you to tell my listeners, you know, where they can find out more information about you or any other projects that you may be working on. Yeah. So, uh, I welcome people to tell me their stories, whatever it is that they've experienced and to share or gain advice, go to Heidi Hollis.com or shadowfolks.com and tell me about it. And they're also, if they'd like to check out my show, dark becomes light on the coast to coast AM podcast network. I'd more than welcome them to learn, tune in and, uh, yeah, so I, I'm always doing different things. I was just on uh, Ancient Aliens and uh, a couple other projects that are going to be showing up later this year that I hope they get a chance to enjoy that I, I can't speak to just yet. <laughs> I also want to have people get a chance to check out my paranormal comic strip called The Outlanders uh, Comic. So if they go to uh, theoutlanderscomic.com or follow me on Instagram at theoutlanderscomic. Awesome. That is awesome. Heidi, I've really enjoyed this conversation. Many blessings to you, and I really appreciate your time. Same to you. Be blessed, my friend. Thank you for listening. I invite you to follow my other podcast, Mysterious Radio. Please share this show with others that are interested in the paranormal. I want to give a special thanks to our co-creator and executive producer, Kim Kyle who brought this show to you today. And working hard behind the scenes, our team of four, I want to thank them as well. I am your host, K-Town, and you're listening to Paranormal Fears. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Just when you thought the world's most comfortable shoe couldn't get any more comfortable, well, it did. Introducing the Allbirds Wool Runner 2, the next-gen version of the legendary shoe that started it all. It's been refined, redesigned, and completely redefined with more than a dozen upgrades. It delivers comfy all-day wear that's built for bliss, turning your cloud nine into a 10. Plus, they're made with sustainability in mind so you can feel good with each step you take. Added cushioning that delivers a plush ride? Check. An ultra-cozy merino wool upper for a soft fit and feel? Check. Improved durability that offers lasting wear and comfort? Check, check, and check. Lace up a pair and check off next-level comfort, too, because when your feet are happy, the rest of you follows. Wherever you're headed, it's easy to keep up the pace when you wear Allbirds. Get yours at Allbirds.com and use code FRESH24 to score a free pair of socks with purchase today. That's a free pair of socks with purchase at A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code FRESH24.